Previously on Quest Friends. Where's the palace? We need to get in somehow. Oh boy! I'm sure excited to meet the queen and give her this gift that I got for her. The queen is a bit paranoid at times. Any sort of weapons you have, you do have to put in this container. Uh, don't worry, you will get them when you're done. Can I roll like a check to see if this feels legitimate or if this feels like a you'll get them back after you're done type deal? So how do you know, Mr. Mako? Shook, I learned a quite important revelation. I have learned that this is in Indeed, a human being and not a robot. I think she might be lying to us. <laughs> oh, really? I was not able to detect that. Touch me! I'm touching it! So Hop, you use the pin hand and you touch the knob. And so you see a couple of things. The second thing you see is a map of the city's sewage systems. And you see the note that says, take the best, burn the rest. No! <laughs> So right now everyone is sitting in the back tent of the Mauve and Mako covered wagon boat thing. So Mauve has taken and read everything you've given to her, and currently she's opened that letter addressed to herself, and she's been sitting in silence with her eyes closed for a few minutes, as if listening to an invisible speaker. And eventually she opens her eyes, looks around to all of you, and says, So the Jagged Dream has a bio weapon, and it sounds like they're testing it tonight. Apra's just gonna nod. Yeah, that's about where we're at. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, basically a, a whole whole shit ton of shit, dear. <laughs> My husband originally was going to use Annex as a way to keep the queen healthy, but it sounds like he realized the Jagged Dream could easily change it into a bioweapon that attacked whatever cells they wanted it to. He sabotaged his records, but uh, sounds like somehow they were able to piece it together again. This is... And she looks down a little bit, and she smiles. Frankly, this is the best news I've heard all day. <laughs> um... You said that Vera was inviting you to the test, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's the thing, Vera's a patient woman. She won't use Annex until she knows for sure that it works. And so she's gonna want to test it in the most private place she can, far away from the eyes of the Queen. If she's testing it in her most private spot, that's gonna be where my husband is too. And she wants to lead you directly there. Now don't get me wrong, the second she finds out Annex works, she's gonna kill you all. But we've got someone leading you directly to the weapon. I thought Miko was like officially arrested. What makes you think he's not in whatever your normal prison is? Well, y'all met the queen, right? Yeah. That body may have been alive for over 200 years, but her mind has been long, long since dead. If she looks at Hop and she's like, it's gotta be obvious by now that the queen isn't the one running the shots, dear. Vera's the one who runs everything, so she frankly could put Mako wherever she wants, and so long as she told the queen that he was safe and secure in prison, she would believe it. Hopper looks a little bit pensive, like, oh, why didn't I think of that? And then says, oh, yeah, you must be right. Luckily, our path to get into the husband is, well, simple as I suppose a giant breakout can be. But before we do that, Jesse told me, and please tell me this is a lie, Jesse told me you gave her all your gear without a fight. Without a fight is not exactly... I wouldn't say without a fight. We were supposed to fight in the middle of the palace? 
I thought we weren't supposed to do that. It's a non-physical version of the word fight. I mean, protests. Jacques, hide. Ellie argued with her for a very long time. Nobody else was willing to do so after that. I was pretty pissed. Hopper will shrug and be like, I kept my clothes. Well, small blessings, I suppose. And she looks with disgust at the royal robes you're all wearing. So the first thing we're going to have to do is is get your gear. Fortunately or unfortunately, I think I know exactly where it is. Now, you all met Everett uh, outside when uh, you first visited me, correct? Correct. Everett is one of my students. He's abrasive, but very talented. Nanos all get their power through some sort of connection with the data sphere. Now, this connection uh, sometimes comes from years of effort, sometimes comes from tampering with Numenera, and for some folks, it's just plain luck that the rest of us aren't blessed with. So they draw from the data sphere for their abilities, but they're also able to glean some information the rest of us have to figure out by ourselves. Some folks get visions, some folks talk to spirits, and some can just read whatever the data sphere is telling them, like pages on a book. Now, Everett can switch through the channels of reality. He still sees... Our planet, he still sees the ninth world, but he sees it in a way the rest of us can't. He can track motion, he can see through walls. He just blinks his eyes and it's just a whole new world. Everett is a bit of a tamper and he's been doing some investigation. And near the edge of the Seski district, he found a boat that seemed to be hiding components for a dirigible. Right now, it's just a normal ship, but he believes that at a moment's notice, it could switch from a sea boat to an airboat. Now, dirigibles are outlawed in Charmande because, well, Key loves their dirigibles and Charmande hates Keys, so Charmande hates dirigibles. It would be a massive risk to even sneak one in here. I don't think you could get to the Queen before she'd kill you five times over. There's only one person I know who would be risky enough to tempt this, and that person would be Arius Folon, who's the leader of a different branch of the Jagged Dream. Just so happens, she's headquartered in Key. Everett's been noticing crew of this boat stepping into a new bath sewage shell and coming back with colorful packages. And, and she pulls up that, like, diagram of the sewage, you know, that said take the best, burn the rest. It sounds like the garbage they're taking out are all the fancy gifts people come here to give the queen. Oh no. And if Vera expects you to either shut up or die, which, trust me, she expects you to shut up or die, that's where they'd be dumping anything valuable. Throw it all in the garbage where nobody cares and just pick up the best stuff. So, Jesse and I will stay back here for a little bit and we'll, we'll prep the next stage, but I think the first step for you is to meet Everett near the sewage system on the western edge of uh, the Seski district. Uh, you can also take uh, Treddy along, and she points to that big uh, floating, like, wheelbarrow. Will Everett have a question mark or an exclamation point floating over his head? <laughs> uh, something that's easy to notice with Everett, he has a really weird hairdo. And so you'll notice him by the weirdest little just tower coming out of the center of his hair that I've ever seen. So yes, he will have an exclamation point on top of his head. Um, just imagine his head as the dot and Amazing. then his hair as the, uh, as the little exclamation point. Oh, I thought you were going for like a Sonic the Hedgehog mohawk. Yes. I, I was thinking it's of both. I was thinking of Kiwa from Danganronpa with a little big ahoji and double set. <laughs> <laughs> this is all correct. All of it is right. I don't know how, but it is. It's amazing. All right, then. Can Shock interject then, now that the plan is set? Yeah. 
Do you have any tools on hand? I won't need my gear if I can make a couple of modifications before we go. Yeah, I do have some. And she walks over to there was a rapier on a plaque. And she picks it up and she hands it over to you and she says, well, this was mine. It, it, it hasn't seen an awful lot of use, but it's... And she uh, she clicks a little button on it and the whole thing kind of sparks with life for a second before dying down. It still seems pretty effective to me. And so what you're going to get is you're going to get Mauve's rapier. It is a light weapon. And what it does is it has electrical energy. So essentially, in addition to the uh, physical damage, you can al- you also do uh, two points of electricity. Uh, electric damage. So essentially it does four points of damage to slashing to electric. Shot takes it in his hands solemnly, looks at it, and then just hands it over to Hop and says, no, no, I, I mean actual tools. I, I, <laughs> I, have to, I have to modify my body. I'm serious. Hopper will take the rapier and just kind of like, all right. I, uh, and he just, he pulls open like the hatch in the side of his head and shows Miss Moth, I need to rearrange my spell book. I, I have a new weapon to... Be- I just need... Do you have a a little welder thingy? She looks over at Treddy, who from a hatch on Treddy's side just opens up, and you see a mini flamethrower shoot out. And she says, oh, that's... I mean, that's probably about the best we got here. Ellie's eyes glint in longing. Good enough. You're going (laughs) to weld your head together with a flamethrower? What the fuck? What? No, 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 no. I'm just trying to flavor uh, getting my new my new laser ability. Oh, right, 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 right. Because as I described to you before, uh, Shock needs to build a small physical component before he does this. But what Shock is going to do is he's going to weld together a small ring of certain metals and parts he had with him. Uh, and he's going to work that into like one of his fingerless gloves, uh, the left one to be precise. And in the market, he's going to trade in one of his chips for a different one and get a couple of new spells. What ability are you losing and what ability are you gaining? So Shock is giving up his Onslaught ability, uh, bad memories and all. And instead, he is uh, getting two additional powers. Cutting Light, which will allow him to emit a thin beam of energized light from the little uh, circle ring in his glove at immediate range, which will inflict five points of damage to a single foe or cut through up to a foot of any material that is level six or less. Holy shit. Well, the game's broken, guys. That's it. Let's... Let's pack it up and go home! <laughs> hey, I thought you'd like it if I switched my pure combat ability to a utility ability that can also no, fight. I really like it. It's super cool. Uh, and also, he's swapping out, because that was a tier 2 ability. He's swapping out on slot for Resonance Fields. Yeah, Tom is... Uh... Alright, so before we continue, I want to talk about experience points and leveling up a little bit. So a couple of episodes earlier, I mentioned that experience points are used for leveling up and for short-term benefits. Uh, but we realized that... If we just leveled up, you know, as we got enough experience, that would be a a little bit confusing and we'd have to talk experience points a lot. And also, we're all horrible experience misers, so none of us would have used it ever for the fun stuff and we would have just kept it for leveling up. Uh, So what we're going to do instead is all the experience points that the party has already gained are gone. So the party is back to having zero usable experience points. And essentially what we're going to do now is we're just going to level up at the end of each arc. So at the end of the Clockwork City, since we will have done two arcs, the party will level up essentially twice. And that's going to leave the experience that I do give the party for specific benefits, like re-rolling, gaining items or contacts, and performing extraordinary feats. Essentially they can spend these points to like go Super Saiyan. There are some limitations I've imposed on top of the normal game rules, 
The party, and this we've all talked about this ahead of time and agreed, uh, the party cannot re-roll ones. They have to explain how the experience is actually helping them in-universe. So if Jacques re-rolls, he has to explain what happened that allowed him to re-roll. And we're not also not going to refuse GM intrusions, which is something that you can do with experience, but it's just... It's not fun. And because I took away all the experience points you had, uh, I'm going to give everyone one experience back. So from this point on, every person has one experience point to use on something. I only had one experience point. <laughs> so you took it away and gave it back. I somehow had 13. Thanks, Kyle. Because you didn't level up. No, I forgot to level up. That's right. <laughs> Whatever. It's all gone. I did things when I was supposed to. I want my magic. <laughs> Anyways, what's the other ability, Tom? Uh, Resonance Field. Shot can basically create a shield, which allows him to use intellect defense instead of speed defense. And if I get a minor or major effect, I can reflect damage back at my attacker. Well, damn. Ellie kind of looks over at Shock doing whatever exactly he's doing and moves a little closer. So hear me out. What if you put like a knife, right? Like like a knife. Because you have that little thing in your head, right? What if you welded a knife to it and then you like... A knife head? Yeah, on your head. Like, and then you just kind of like... We do have a lot of spare weapons around that our trainees use in case you need one of those. I don't really like touching things with parts of my body, so I would probably not do that. But I, I think it's a good idea, Ellie Badge. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so as Tom goes out, I guess onto the deck in public, because there's no other space in this, like, backspace, <laughs> to just get publicly, like, mutilized by a giant floating wheelbarrow. Mutilated. I'm welding the ring <laughs> and then putting the ring in a glove. I'm not flamethrowering my face. <laughs> All right, well, no, you're, you're going you're, you're gonna to have to convince Treddy of that because Treddy is very convinced that this is going directly onto your face. Do I have to fucking roll for this shit? Is this what you're <laughs> no. saying to me? <laughs> no, you convince him. Um, All right. But as he goes out to do that, Mauve turns over the same. She pulls out the image of that pliable metal glove with wires crisscrossing over it. I don't entirely understand what this is, but my husband clearly thinks it's going to be very helpful. And I have most of the supplies, but I need this hematium. And she points to that red stone that's usually used as a powder to make items float. And Jesse has been solemnly quiet this whole time, but for the first time they speak up and they say, I have some of that. I, uh, I used it to keep my bag held up. That's, that's how I was able to carry so many items. There's no way the queen could have put all that in the sewer. I mean, I work super hard on that. No. Sweetie, have you met the queen? Yeah, sh she's she's super nice. Oh. 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 Okay. <laughs> I mean, she's she's nicer than me than most folks. Oh. <laughs> no. Jesse. Mob is going to put her hand on Jesse's shoulder and just mouth to the rest of you. Get the bag. <laughs> well, in that case, I think we have as much of a plan that as we can have. I just don't feel comfortable about this. Farrah's always been so nice to me. I, she can't be evil. Look, Jesse, I, I understand you're conflicted. It sucks when someone turns out not to be who you thought they were. But I think Farrah's going to harm a lot of people. So even if you don't feel comfortable directly helping, we could use any kind of assistance you'd be willing to lend. You know, we won't push you past what, what you want to do. You, it's, you always have a choice. As you all leave, Mauve goes and she stops Ellie for a second. Those sewers have all sorts of 
Numenera and toxins and... She points to the candle. Taking an uncovered flame in there might... That could hurt somebody. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I, uh... I can hurt people, too. I'm not... I can't put it out. Okay. Just remember, we're all on the same side here. But we are all standing in different sides of the room. I don't understand what you mean by we all being in the same side. <laughs> <laughs> so you leave to uh, to go meet Everett. And as you take your first step out, a gruff voice says, All right, where are we going now? Oh, no, I forgot about him. Hop is just in, in, in response. <laughs> In direct response to, like, where are we going now? Uh, Hopper is just going to be like, nowhere. Shock is going to, using his mental connection with Misha, ask, Misha Jarvis, had you ever killed anybody before you joined up with us? Um... Are you going to just kill this man? <laughs> are you just going to murder him um... in cold blood? Why don't we just knock him out and put him in a corner somewhere? Uh... You don't need to kill him. Uh... No, no. Um... What the Fuck Tom! <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, okay. No, I swear, I'm not planning to kill him. <laughs> I'm just being ominous. Um, Misha is going to just stop on their tracks for a little bit and look back at, at Sock and, and be like, i rather not respond that question. Listen, I like this arrangement as much as the rest of you, but we gotta stick together. There's orders. What if I knocked him out? What if I just... We've what if already I just, discussed that plan, Emily. What if I just took my fist and then went, boop? Well, I, one thing that Misha does have that I haven't been gotten to use is I have an erased memories ability that I could potentially use to make <laughs> him, um, like, uh. for a little bit, forget that he's even supposed to babysit us and then we can sneak past him. And then he'd forget that we made contact with Mauve, too. Mm-hmm. See? Looking at the description for Erase Memories, we couldn't use it to necessarily make him forget that we were ever here. No, but... We could get away from him mm-hmm. and then erase the fact that we had escaped. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's what I was... We can also be like, oh, we'll be right back in five minutes, and then he'll... <laughs> Just never come back. <laughs> yeah, that'll buy us a little bit more time. I would be in favor of Erasing the Memories... Or just hitting him now and stashing him somewhere. I'm trying to think how we pan this out. Uh, I agree with you certainly that if they are the orders of Vera, they should be certainly obeyed, especially you being under her. Yeah. However, uh, it appears to me that my three human companions have what it's called a human necessity, and they require to go to you know, do what humans do to expel their wastes. I know what pissing is. Yeah, it's fine. I just don't, I don't fully understand it myself. Uh, but they, they have said it to me, and it, it seems to me that it is embarrassing for another human to follow them. So is it possible that they can be allowed to go to those facilities for just five minutes? Roll me a persuasion. Oh, God. All right. All right, here we go. I rolled an eight. <laughs> Unfair. Fortunately, I have to be there for every moment. <laughs> every moment. Don, you really want to see an old lady take a crap. Wouldn't be the first time, ma'am. Certainly wouldn't be the last. 
Hopper's head is just in his hand right now. He has no idea how to proceed. I'm mentally checking out from this. I'm mentally checking out from this session. It's done. It's done. done. Quest Friends episode 10, where we devolve to poop jokes. It's been a good nine and a half episodes, everyone. We're done. We're done now. You it's guys over. get us out of this one. <laughs> I'm really thinking about. I have a rapier. Just thinking about taking like the hilt of it and using it to hit him in the back of the head right now. That seems like our best option. So now we're doing that. <laughs> no, I was with you the first time, but then can I try something? No, it's fun. I wanna yell. Wait, look over there, and I wanna spend an experience point. To distract him and hopefully make him like run over there, but I don't know if I can also do that. How does this experience make this role easier for you? Because he's not likely to believe, look over there. Can I ask for a coincidence? Like something to actually happen when I, as I point? Uh, yeah. So you yell, look over there, and he turns over <laughs> and he says, oh my god. That's the best shoe shiner in all of Charmande. Shoe shiner! I needed this! And he runs away as quickly as he can to get his shoes shined, even though he is wearing sandals. As he runs, Ellie quietly says, Go, follow your dreams. I can't believe that worked. Neither can I! So I've been describing that um, Misha has two colored eyes. So one of them is the one that he uses to channel. They use. They use to channel the um, their abilities through. And so basically they are going to like grab um, whatever his name is. Don. And like stare at him with that one eye that's going to like glow bright red. Like it's going to be like increasing intensity and then like blind him with that. And then it's going to take him for a moment and Misha's going to run the other way. And then use erase memories just through that. And I want to expend one level of effort for intellect. Okay. Erase his memories. Send him to the Shadow Realm. I'm rolling team. Oh, major effect. Oh. You get to go in and specifically tell me what memories from the last five minutes does Don keep and what memories does he lose? So when we were inside talking with Mob, he was waiting outside for us, right? Yeah. Could he just like forget that we ever got out and he's just waiting over there and he just doesn't know where we ended up at? Like he maybe kind of knows that we got out, but after that he has no idea exactly what. Yeah, he would even forget that you came out because that's all been in five minutes. Now question, does he remember the shoe shine? Yes. Yeah, in that case, he looks at you and says, what the hell are you doing? Why are you getting in the way of my future? And he pushes you out of the way and keeps running. Perfect. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) 
Hello and welcome to the regularly scheduled announcement break for Quest Friends Episode 10. I am Kyle, your Game Master, and I got a couple of quick announcements for you today. The first is that, like always, our intro and outro song are Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. He's a really great artist and really generous for letting us use this music for the low, low cost of zero dollars. We got a new call to action this week. Subscribe to Quest Friends on Twitch.tv. That's right, we have a Twitch now. You can find us at Twitch.tv backslash Quest Friends. And to kick off our new account on this upcoming Tuesday... February 27th, I'm going to start my weekly Torment Tides of Numenera stream, where I play through that video game while voicing literally every single character. And that'll be every Tuesday, starting this upcoming one, from 5.30 to 7 o'clock central. So uh, check me out, it should be a fun time. Those are all the announcements I got for you today, so let's get back to our episode. And next episode will be released on Monday, March 12th. I will see you then. Assembled again as a whole group, you make your way through the busy streets of the Seski district. Despite the dizzying assortment of vendors and undercover police, you're able to find your way fairly easily, thanks in no small part to the floating wheelbarrow humming in anticipation in front of you and letting out alarmed chirps every time you take a wrong turn. Hop, in your hand, you are holding the mauve and mako pin, the complete one, not the broken one. Uh, and your mind flashes back to a part of the conversation I didn't mention earlier, where Mauve essentially gives that back to you before you leave and says, Here, for us to keep an eye on each other. Eventually, you all find yourselves at an outcropping on the western edge of the anthill. There's a small, still dock on a shallow pool that pours over the side of the hill. The pool is being filled by a small, artificial river running out of a sewer pipe about ten feet in diameter that's poking out of the inside of the hill. As you turn the corner to the dock, you're stopped by a harsh shh, and you turn over and you see hiding under a newspaper that says spiders from the sky, key at it again, is a young man with dark black hair that goes down to his shoulders and completely covers one eye. It also spikes up in that weird, like, one-spike mohawk I mentioned earlier. Underneath a shoulder flap on a well-worn trench coat that maybe just goes down to his thighs is a mauve and mako pin. And he looks at you with, like, alarmingness and goes, shh. And he, like, pulls you behind to one of the columns that are kind of looking over this uh, pool dock. And he starts pointing to his pin. Hopper will whisper, like, oh, you must be Everett. Misha is going to reply with the same uh, salute. <laughs> Everett's going to bug out his eyes and just start pointing to the pin again. Oh, Hopper's going to get out the pin that he has. And then gesture, what, what do you want? <laughs> I know, but like, do we need to get in contact with Mauve right now? Like that's... He's going to say out loud, as always, she's sending imbeciles at me. I wanted you to use the pin, idiot, so they couldn't hear us. But now that's completely out the window. Are there enemies, then, within range? You have seen them? Ugh. And he's going to flip his hair over so that it goes from covering one eye to covering the other eye. 
Yes. And he points over, and I'm going to describe the situation a little more. From behind the columns, you're able to take a better look at the dock and the boat within it. It's a moderately sized boat with a large rectangular prism in the center and small cabins in the front and the back each. Besides the odd shape, the boat is alarmingly average. A modest plank stretches out from the boat onto the deck. You assume this is the dirigible that Mauve was talking about. It's just currently in boat form. As you survey your surroundings more, you also realize that, surprisingly, Almost no one is here. Presently, you only see one individual in the area. A lanky human wearing overly fancy, but poorly cared for, seafarer's garbs. They alternate between looking towards the sewer pipe and playing with a piece of string in their hands. After a moment, two more individuals emerge from the sewer pipe, holding a pile of Numenera and ornamentally wrapped gift boxes. They're wearing those vests with small capsules on each shoulder, which you would recognize as the uniform of the Gendarmi. The Gendarmi being Charmande's police force that can kind of Spider-Man around using grappling hooks that emerge from their vests. These Gendarmi soldiers walk towards the boat and start putting the supplies in the cabin in the back. Although the seafarer does take a grimy top hat from the pile and loudly proclaims, Look at me! I'm Fancy Tom! The Gendarmi don't respond. You can rot in hell, Kyle. <laughs> I want you to know that. So to clarify the situation, how visible is this area around this sewer dock? Like, are crowds going to see us? I mean, they might, but no one... For some reason, even though the Sasuke District is usually packed, nobody is hanging around this dock. It might be for the fact that there are official Gendarmi soldiers here, so clearly, you know, no criminal's going to want to hang around this area, and it's pretty easy to tell other Gendarmi soldiers not to be a stick around. Shock tilts his head quizzically, and then just makes a symbol of, like, closing a left fist, and, like, gestures of the boat to everybody else. Are you, like, mimes or theaters performers or something like that? This isn't a prank or some shit. What the fuck does this mean? You told us not to talk. Well, that's clearly out the window! <sighs> Hopper's gonna throw his arms up. Hopper's so done with Everett. He, uh... There are no windows. <laughs> well, look, we're gonna just go on the boat and get our stuff back, okay? That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's what Jacques was saying. Can you help us with that or not? <laughs> Dipshit. <gasps> Everett can see in the boat. Look in the boat, tell me if my chair's there, and if it's not, go in the sewer. Before Ellie even suggests that, Everett is going to, like, turn over to the boat and blink a little bit. And as he does, you can see his eyes flash for a second. And then every time after they flash, they'll change a different color. So they're purple, then green, then orange. And finally, he settles on a, uh, a dark black. And he looks in and he says, damn, those are. Some fancy-ass fedoras. I didn't know that was the gear you guys were getting. Yeah, I'm all on board with this. Hopper's this close to grabbing him by the scruff of his clothing and <laughs> shaking him. He's going to res very visibly resist doing anything physical. Like, he's gonna, like, do that thing where you take a breath and then just, like, oh, with your hands up. And then say, do you see a chair or a shield or a staff? A scarf. A baseball bat with nails on it. Yes. He's gonna clip a few more times and say, Are you all a performing band? He's gonna turn, Top is gonna turn away from Everett to the party and be like, I think all of our stuff is in the sewer. <laughs> this is the worst thing that has happened to us since we've come to this city. Agreed. Let's go search for it. Let's do it. Uh, Everett's gonna turn over and say, right, So we ready to take on this boat? Are you going to help us? Can I get one of the hats? Yeah, sure, we don't care. But our stuff isn't in the boat. But I thought you were, because you're the band. 
You're the band. I've your your staff is in there. That the, the the stand with the with the microphone on it is in the boat. No, you're an idiot. Oh my God, we're just gonna we're just gonna. His very strong glass staff in the boat. That's a really good band name. Shock lights up his laser hands <laughs> into like a little like plasma torch like thing. Is my staff made out of strong glass? On the boat! He, uh, he blinks a few more times. And he switches and he, uh, his eyes turn to a glassy bluish. And he says, The only glass I see in there is a fancy statue of a Z-Drake. Okay, we're just, we're just gonna sneak past the guards on the boat. And only engage if we absolutely need to, okay? F- fine. I guess I have to follow you. No, you don't. Are you sh- do you have to? I mean, I really want that hat. Oh, fine, you can get the hat. After we get all of our stuff, okay? Only after you help us get all of our stuff in the sewers. Is that clear? <sighs> the hair flips back to, to covering the other eye. Fine. Good. God, Dad. Papa like, <laughs> just like, start at that and be like, I will tell Mom about your behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, as you've been doing this, you've noticed the, uh, the soldiers have, uh, been kind of, like, tidying up the boat and getting it ready. It looks like they might be heading out to go. And, uh, the guy who so far has only identified himself as Fancy Tom, although you seriously question whether or not he's the head of the large chain Fancy Tom's Fancy Hats, is, uh, leaning against the boat again and playing with this string. So what are you gonna do? How are you gonna get past these guys? What if, what if, I have an idea, but it's a bad one. Shock wants to burn a hole in the bottom of their boat with his laser hand and make it sink. I like that. Give me a second, because the plan is is still forming in my head. (laughs) What if I spend my one experience points to say that I have, in the past, had to sort of hide myself in plain sight before where I just sort of hold really, really still and just sort of, you know, shimmy off into the background. They're not T-Rexes, Tom. The- <laughs> they don't see motion. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not a T-Rex thing. It's just, I'm, I've had experience being difficult to notice, like, just sort of hanging around in the back, not being noticed. Like, oh, there's a guy over there. He's, he's not a big deal. He's just there. Even though they've intentionally made it so that no one else is here? Sure, go ahead. Alright, never uh, mind. Uh, if, no, 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 this is still the same plan, but if you don't want to be noticed, I Hopper's got his normal clothes under his robes, so he could be a somewhat non-conspicuous because he'll be wearing normal clothes, and then he can just be like, oh man, I am lost, or something, if, if we need a distraction from wherever Jacques is trying to cast. Mm. That's not a bad plan. Okay, cool. So I'm going to take off my uh, stuff and leave it behind the column. And then I would like to casually wander out to whatever the opposite side of the boat is from where Jacques is going to be casting. Uh, So Hop's going to walk out, just casually strolling. Um, He has his map. He's going to be looking at his map like he's a lost tourist. Hey, hey, excuse me. I'm a little lost. Can you tell me how to get to um, Fancy Tom's Fancy Hats? Tom is going to look you up and down. He's he's going to walk forward to you and say in a very menacing fashion, Well, that's a very fancy hat, my friend. Mind if I take a look at it? Uh, Hopper will, ki- will kind of like lower the brim on his hat. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot the boat now from, from the other side. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. Did you use the experience to sneak? All right, 
I'll use it to sneak. Okay, in that case, it automatically works since you have Hop helping you as well. Okay. I rolled a 15 on my attack roll, incidentally. Okay, describe how this thing cuts up the bottom of that boat. All right, so Shock is a is a simple man with simple spells. So while Hop is over here distracting people by talking to him, he just walks the other way, he gets close to it, just holds out his left hand, uh, and from the center of the ring that's worked into the glove now, a thin beam of light lances out, burns directly through the hull of the boat. That boat starts sinking immediately. And you see Fancy Tom turn around and say, shit, 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 uh, and start running towards it. But now I have a GM intrusion, actually four shot. So we know it's going to screw me over. (laughs) Who are you going to give the other point to? I feel like Hop deserves this XP for saving my bad plan. Okay, as the boat starts to sink, their attention is taken away. You've clearly won. Until Everett pops out and says, Oh no, my hats! What? (laughs) And they all immediately look back at him, just standing there. (laughs) God, he's the worst! With like this stupid ass sword in his hand, ready to murder somebody. It's not initiative yet, you still have a chance to save this. What do you do? Um, do we even need to do anything? This is the distraction we've been waiting for. So are you saying just abandon Everett? No. <laughs> just run away? No. But Shock is also not planning on doing anything just because he doesn't really know what he should do in this space. What's he going to say or do that distracts him from Everett holding a sword? <laughs> but out of character, yes, let's abandon Everett to his fate. <laughs> um, oh god. Um, from, from my side of the boat, Hopper's going to yell like, Oh look, another civilian looking for Fancy Tom's <laughs> fancy hat shop! <laughs> The string guy is going to look at you, and he's going to look at Everett. He's going to be like, hey, wait a second. This is a ruse. This has always been a ruse. And he's going to point over to one of the soldiers and say, hey, go get more soldiers. Damn. Oh, no. (laughs) And so he's going to run back to the boat. But one of the Gendarmi soldiers is going to grapple up to uh, kind of a ceiling above you to grapple away and get more soldiers. I will laser his grapples. Yes, do that. Laser his grapples. All right, give me a roll for that. All right, guess it's time for some Heart of the Cards. Heart of the Cards! Uh, you said I won? No, no, I forgot to ask you about effort, and I rolled before I... <laughs> I rolled before I could ask you to apply effort, so I can't. And it's a five. It's a, it's a it's a five. I missed. This would be something I would re-roll to experience, definitely. But you forced me to waste it. Already. You just got experience, Tom. Oh, I just gave you a team intrusion. Fine, I'm re-rolling, <laughs> and this time I'm spending effort. All right, what what in universe lets you re-roll? Uh, pure hatred of Everett. <laughs> pure hate. Shock is barely even in his right head right now. He's had spider fluids infecting his brain, uh, making this task one step more difficult already because it's an intellect-based task. Uh, so that sucks. He's really sick of this bullshit. So he's not gonna miss. Which is why <laughs> I'm just waiting for a one. Two levels of effort. Okay, <laughs> I'm just levels waiting for the one. <laughs> Here you go. Two levels of effort. So it's one step easier than it would have been normally because of my penalties. Oh, natural 20! Oh! You not only shoot it, but you get a major effect when a major effect happens. Can I just have my effort back? Yeah, you were were fueled by pure unbridled hatred 
that made it b- shine bright, and you didn't even have to aim. You were just kind of... I just slashed across the sky. Just... And then Gendarmi's soldier falls down to his feet with one of his harpoons gone. Fancy Tom turns over to you and says, All right, wise guy, if that's how we're going to play it, that's how we're going to play it. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Oh, nat 20. It's a six and a nine. Oh, it's a six. I got a five. I got a rock. I rolled 11. Also, I want to, as... You know, everyone's getting prepared for a fight. Ellie just kind of shoves Everett forward a little bit. (laughs) You did this. (laughs) Fix it. Okay, uh, so I am not on the boat. Everyone else is on the boat. One of the soldiers is on the boat. Uh, Fancy Tom is uh, next to the boat. He's on the dock itself. And the other Gendarme soldier is kind of like near the columns because they got shot down and kind of like fell on their feet. Let's give him the chair. (laughs) I don't have We, didn't, we don't chair. have any weapons. Shit, we have no weapons. <laughs> no, that's why I'm trying to think of what to do. Wait, you got the rapier. Um, I have a rapier, yeah. So the gendarme person that Jacques shot down, he still has one grappling thing, right? Yeah. Is Hop closer to him or to Fancy Tom? You're about even. Okay, well, I just want to go charging at Fancy Tom then. I want to push him in the water. That sounds like fun. 15. You push him and he's like, hey, what's the big idea? As he falls on his back, as he falls on his back into the water. (laughs) That's all Hop's got. He's pretty upset and it is now all the enemy's turn. So he is going to uh, take the string he's been playing with and he's going to throw it at your arms. No. And I need you to roll speed defense. Question, if I don't have my shield, does my buff from having a shield apply? No! <laughs> okay, just wondering. I'm going to put effort into avoiding this. Nat 20! Oh! Oh! So he swings this uh, string at you, and you can tell he was trying to wrap your arms together with it. But what ends up happening instead? Can I, um, like, catch it on one wrist and then use it to yank him forward into, like, a post on the dock instead? Yeah, absolutely. Woo! So it knocks him in the head, and he's just kind of, like, sitting there while like, what's the big idea? <laughs> The Gendarme soldier on the boat is going to see that, and he is going to shoot a grappling hook at uh, Hop. Damn it. So Hop, how are you going to respond? Try to dodge it, I guess. I'm going to try to do like a dodge. 14. Yeah, you successfully, it just tings on the, the dock and just goes back into their wrist. And it saved time a little bit. So with NPCs, normally who just has the highest level wins... Uh, sometimes I might roll, sometimes I might not. It depends on, you know, whether or not I want to keep the speed going. For this one, I'm going to do numbers game. So the last soldier fell right in front of Everett. And he is going to harpoon Everett and pull Everett towards him and just clock him in the face. God. <laughs> and Everett is now on the ground and, like, he's clearly there, like, tears welling up. He, he's super upset. But as the soldier stands there, uh, Treddy is going to take that opportunity and slam him in the chest, causing four points of damage to the Skindarmi soldier. All right, Ellie, it's your turn. Seeing Everett on the ground with tears welling in his eyes... Ellie's going to roll her eyes and try to grab the Gendarmi soldier by the, like, collar of his shirt or outfit or whatever and just kind of, like, toss him. (laughs) Toss him where? I want to hit Fancy Tom. (laughs) Seventeen. Seventeen. 
Yeah, so I'm going to say that makes it easier. So you have him picked up and you want to throw him at Fancy Tom. Yeah. With a 17, it does not hit, but he does hit the pole and he takes uh, an extra point of damage because that's how 17s work. He uh, he hits the pole and is, is clearly struggling. Like he is on, he's struggling just to tread water right now, much less fight all of you. All right, Misha, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't know, because both of the ideas I had had been used by previous characters, which were tossing him in the water and tossing Everett at him in the water, so I don't know what to do now. <laughs> like, those were my actual two ideas that I had. Wait, 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 let me clarify this. You tossed Everett. I tossed the soldier. Oh. Okay, I just wanted to clarify for a second. I thought you tossed Everett. Everett is still on the ground. <laughs> you can toss So you can Everett. do whatever you want with Everett. Okay, then I want to toss Everett to Fancy Tom so that he hits him. Oh no! Alright, well it's gonna be one step easier. I, well, I'm just gonna say you just pick up Everett because no. Everett's lying on the ground. He's prone. He's easy to pick up. It's too far! We need him to find the stuff. You're gonna have to do a ranged attack roll. Alright, I want to spend one level of effort on this. I got an at 20 for this. What did you get? A net 20? <laughs> oh no! So you can either do four extra points of damage <laughs> to both of them. No! Or you can describe some sort of major effect, like being knocked out a turn. In the water? Or you drown? <laughs> Hang on. Alright, can I... I'm trying to think, because I was going to toss Everett, but can it be like something... Does he have anything heavy that isn't him? Oh no, 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 no. You said Everett. You've to you're tossing Everett. Okay. <laughs> That's happened. What if she uses the major effect to keep him from drowning, or like to keep it so that so that so that Misha can spin it? Like I was using you as a projectile, yes, but I wasn't trying to hurt you. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that. Okay, so Everett clocks Fancy Tom <laughs> and then just falls back forward onto the deck. That's uh, I'm gonna say he's a medium weapon. Does that seem fair to say Everett is a medium weapon? I'm gonna say he's a medium weapon. So that did four points of damage. And Fancy Tom is really struggling. Jacques, what are you gonna do? Who are you gonna throw? I was just gonna fire my laser at, at the other soldier. I miss. It was only a six. Yeah, no, that absolutely misses. It just uh, flies off, reflects on one of those capsules on the shoulder and pings away. And we are back to the top with Hop. So there's still the guy on the boat who fired the grappling hook, yeah? Yeah. I don't want to throw the special rapier mob gave. Oh, that sounds like it would be fun. Oh yeah, that rapier that shoots electricity. It shoots electricity? I want to shoot him. Well, it doesn't shoot, but it's a light weapon that does two points of uh, slashing and two points of uh, electric damage. Um, Depending on how high the boat is, but I'm going to argue that it's probably not as high as it should be because it's actively sinking, that um, I want to go up and just slash at the guy from below with the rapier, hoping that like the tip of the rapier with the slashy, with the electricity will like reach him. I'm going to try to break the vest though. Like I'm aiming to like hit the vest. Hit the vest like in the center? Yeah, just like slash it. Okay, so you walk uh, past Everett who tries to reach up a hand for help <laughs> and you continue the walk past Everett and try to slash at the soldier. Well, I'm not gonna... That's fine, I'll have... I'll... Can I pause and just roughly like, roughly like, yank him to his feet? I'm not gonna leave a man down. Uh, no, that's an action. That's okay. an action. Oh, then, then, then never mind. I'm just gonna pretend I didn't see him. Alright, <laughs> let's go. I will help him in my turn. Yes, yes, just wait for my turn. Yeah, yeah, Misha's got it. Okay, slash him. Here we go. Slash 19. No. Okay, you either get a minor effect or you get extra damage. What do you want to do? Um, 
Can the minor effect be that the vest falls off? That would be a major effect. You're completely Damn. neutralizing one of the weapons. What you could do is you could, like, alter it so maybe one of the hooks doesn't work or something like that. I kind of want to take the vest is the thing. I want to be broken when I take it. Let's, let's, let's hamper the vest. All right, so you swing, and the vest courses with electric energy, and you see the capsule on the right shoulder shatter, and uh, his right arm kind of fizzle out a little bit. So, yeah, Fancy Tom sees Everett and uh, tries to lasso his string around Everett again, and I'm going to roll to see if he succeeds in this. Oh, he absolutely does with the 17. Fancy Tom. Oh, fuck. Well, we've killed Everett now. <laughs> grabs Everett by the legs and pulls him into the water as well. Oh, I thought he was going to strangle him. Oh, God. Uh, no, he pulled Everett down with him. The uh, other soldier in the water then is actually he's going to try to grapple out of the water by grappling on to Hop. So Hop, roll speed defense. Alright, I've used a lot of effort, so I'm not using effort this time. I gotta see this stuff. 18! He tries to grapple onto you the pull-up, but misses you again, intimidated by your amazing rapier skills. Woo! The last one, the one on the boat, draws his attention at Ellie. And Ellie, I have a GM intrusion for you. So who do you give your other experience to? Tom, you gave your experience to Hop, right? Uh-huh. Okay, uh, then I want to give it to Misha. Woo-hoo! Thank you. What this soldier does is this soldier wraps his harpoon around you, Ellie, and starts to retract it, pulling you towards him. And you know how I mentioned that this little, like, dock poured over the side like a waterfall? Oh, no. He grapples Ellie, yanks her towards him, and throws her back behind the boat. Sally, what are you going to do? It's your turn, by the way. <laughs> I mean, knowing Ellie, she could probably just leverage him off the waterfall instead. <laughs> you are still connected by the rope right now. I'm connected by the rope. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Can I try to use my momentum to, like, whip him around? So you're going to switch places with him. I mean, that's physics-wise, that is not possible. <laughs> So I was kind of planning on just kind of like over the waterfall and then hoping that I'm going to be heavy enough to just... Okay, yeah, give me a roll and see if you can successfully do it. This will be a might roll. Do you want to use any effort? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, that is a 16. Ooh, okay. So Ellie, describe how this man is lifted off of the boat and behind you. <laughs> just describe how this works. Paint me a picture with words. Um... As she's sort of flying, I think the soldier kind of realizes that Ellie's a lot heavier than he thought she was. Like, she's got she's got a lot of metal going on. She's got a lot of crap in her hat. And she grabs hold of the, what is it, like a chain or a rope or something? Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a rope. Yeah, grabs hold of the rope and just whips as hard as she can and sends him over the edge. Alright, so this man is sent over the edge and you are plopped in the water. But I want to remind you, he still harpoons you, so now Ellie is on the edge of a waterfall. Wait, I'm a, still still stuck to the... Yeah, with oh. a man connected to her hanging over the edge of that waterfall. <laughs> oh, so I you didn't might want to resolve through. that your next turn. 
I mean, couldn't she have just cut through the, the harpoon rope with her wolverine claws as part of that action? She could have, but that sounds like a double action, Tom. It sounds like one fluid motion. Well, I was kind of assuming that it would, like, yank out the harpoon when okay, I whipped him around. Okay, fine. With that roll, the harpoon is yanked out and this man falls to his death. And Ellie Oops. is in the water. Nice. Well, now we're murderers. <laughs> just me. Just Ellie. All right, we still got two more guys up, and it's Misha's turn. Misha, what are you going to do? Um, first of all, I want to clarify that Everett is in the water now, right? He was pulled into the water. Everett is in the water connected to Fancy Tom. Fancy Tom has roped together Everett's feet. Yeah. So Everett is trying to, like, tread water. Uh, I don't know, because I don't have any weapons or anything. If I had my scarf, I can use it to wrap somebody up the water or something. But can I look around for something that I can throw at them? Like, are there any rocks or, like, wooden planks or something? Uh, give me a roll. Okay. Give me a roll to check and see if there's anything around. I rolled a five, so there's probably not. There is a pebble at your feet. It's about the size of a quarter. Can I throw that pebble at, um, at Fancy Tom? <laughs> Yeah, throw the quarter <laughs> pebble at Fancy Tom. Give me a speed it. Give me a ranged attack roll. All right. I had a 13. Um, I will grant you that it- Can I hit uh, him in the eye? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It hits him in the eye and really agitates him, and it does one point of damage. Perfect. But he's very upset, and he's starting to scream, I'm blind! I'm blind! <laughs> All right, that's my contribution. Amazing. All right, Chuck, it's your turn. All right, are we are we going by Avatar logic now, where people just don't really die off screen, even though they should? Like you blow up a boat, and it's like, oh, they they probably all survived <laughs> the Arctic waters. They didn't die when their ship sank, attacking the North Pole. Yeah, basically, if they die by falling off an edge, the game counts it as an accidental death. Chuck <laughs> is going to dive into the water uh, and attempt to punch Tom until he lets go of the string. So where are you punching? Tom? Just in the face, you know, in general. Okay. Just gonna beat Tom unconscious in the water. <laughs> uh, one level of effort to damage, and it'll be one step easier because fists are light weapons. I got a six. One step easier. Describe how you knock out Fancy Tom and definitely only knock him out. Only knock him out because I'm not gonna let him drown per se. I'll hoist him out of the water afterwards, yeah. but I'm just gonna dive into the water as he tries to drag Everett down to his death and punch him in the face with my ring hand as well, so it's got like metal backing up the the knuckles. No question. Does his hat stay on? No, the hat is gone. I assume it travels <laughs> over the waterfall where it deserves to be. <laughs> All right, Fancy Tom is out. We only have one soldier left who is kind of looking around alarmed and seems like he's ready to make a bold exit. So, Hop, what are you going to do? So, Everett, his feet are still tied together, but he's not connected to Fancy Tom. Uh, I would say Fancy Tom, especially with a roll of six, Fancy Tom still is holding on to that string. So, oh, okay. he's probably sinking with Fancy Tom. Well, I'm going to go save Everett. Uh, but Hopper's going to kind of like uh, groan <laughs> and then jump into the water. And actually, could he use his rapier to cut the sever between the rope and uh, Tom without using the shock mechanism because I don't want to electrocute everyone in the vicinity, Pikachu style? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so he's going to just jump in and aim with the rapier to cut the rope and then he's going to help Everett back up to the surface. Okay. I'm just going to say you do that. That seems like a pretty simple task. Oh, okay. Cool. 
And with that, the last Gendarme soldier is going to shoot his remaining harpoon, because one of them got cut off by Jacques, back up to uh, the area he was going to swing to. And it's about 30 feet, and he grapples up towards it and uh, starts grappling away. I would say this is the end of combat. You probably have the chance to take one shot at him. Oh, so we can just laser his uh, cables again? I'll laser him one more time. (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, I got an eight. Jacques, describe how you shoot at him. How is Jacques looking? Like, how is Jacques aiming up the shot? Uh, so what Jacques is going to do is he's going to attempt to, like, do a swipe to, to cut the harpoon as he grapples away. Just like, like a side swipe laser beam. It makes a beautiful line in the air, but misses. And the Gendarme soldier is gone. 